Hello, and welcome to the Road from Emmaus podcast. I'm Jason Lowe, joined by Andrew Chow, and we are two totally ordinary Catholic guys hoping to share our journeys. Like the disciples on the road to Emmaus, we've each encountered Christ in our lives. Join us as we talk about what comes next. It's the first time Andrew and I have done an episode in a while, so we're celebrating with a bit more of a fun one this time. Today, we draft our own teams of saints. Saints we relate to, saints we rely on, or just saints that we like. We share what we know about the stories of these saints, as well as what sainthood is about in general. Hope you have fun with this one, and we recommend heading over to YouTube to watch along instead of listening, if you can. So we're back. We are back. We're back in person. Andrew and I are at my condo. Um, so I guess this is the first time that we would be recording here instead of at your place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on our on my couch. I don't have like a I don't have a dining table at my <laughs> condo or anything. So like we're gonna have to make do with the couch here. But um, yeah. So. This makes it feel more like a podcast, anyways. Like the, I guess so. Like this, we, couch just, we need those like uh, those boom arms that we were talking about, that, right? <laughs> yeah, we're not we're not there yet in terms of our uh, level of our ability to afford things. We don't so. even have a Patreon to talk to our supporters about that. <laughs> but on that note, feel free to send some money our way if you ever want to. Um, so, so today's podcast will be a little bit different than uh, than usual. I, I would say that we we planned a bit more of a, a fun podcast. Um, I, before we even continue on, I actually would recommend if you are listening on, on Spotify or your podcast app or whatever it is, um, maybe switch over to YouTube. Just because today, um, like I said, it's going to be a bit more of a fun podcast. We have a bit more of a visual aid and guide for what we're going to do. Um, so head over to the YouTube link if you have the time, if you're if you're able to. Um, if not, we'll still be able to. You'll still be able to follow along uh, while listening. So no worries on that. Um, so yeah, so today we're, we're going to do a podcast about the saints. Um, you know, all the different saints that we've kind of heard about and know about. We're going to talk about, you know, sainthood and, and what goes into sainthood and, and, you know, some things like how does one even become a saint, things like that. But we thought the, the format for that would be, um, it would be fun if we did this thing called a draft. Now, if you're into sports like Andrew and I are, um, you'll be familiar with the idea of like drafting athletes, I guess. So uh, in a very quick nutshell, whether it's, you know, the NHL, like whether it's hockey, baseball or, or, or basketball or football, um, pretty much any sport, uh, team think, sport. Yeah. Any team sport. Um, if you're a professional athlete, once you reach a certain age, like, like a young age, um, you know, for, for the, for the hockey, I think it's around 18 or 17. Um, you are eligible to be drafted into the, the league. <clears throat> what that means is the teams of that league will select you and, and be like, Hey, Andrew, I want you to be part of my team, um, as you develop your professional career. Um, and so you'll be part of my team and I, and I, I'm taking you basically. Um, and so that's kind of what we're trying to do here with the Saints. Um, basically we have a list of, 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 like I think around 40 saints that we've prepared um, and we're going to try to put them onto our own teams. Now, basically I, as we were preparing this, I was kind of trying to think through like, okay, well, what is the point of this? Like it's hard because in professional sports, it's like, okay, put together the best team possible. It's a win. It's hard <laughs> to do that with saints. Right. Um, so Andrew, like you came up with a good idea. Yeah. So we're now. just going to do this based on uh, petitions that we think that we'll need for the rest of our lives. So we're going to try and put together the best a uh, team of saints that are patronate, uh, where their patronages are going to be useful in our lives and things that we think that we'll need uh, help with uh, over the course of our uh, our saintly career. Exactly. <laughs> so I guess at the end of this, we're going to have to take a look at the teams that we've assembled and be like, does this team of saints actually make sense for, for what we're, our, our lives are, are going to be about? Yeah. Um, so some rules for our, our draft. Um, so we're actually going to have... We're going to allow trades, right? So, you know, if if there are Saints or if there are just draft picks um, that we want to trade or, or packages of both, uh, we're going to allow that. And, you know, maybe you'll see that materialize throughout the draft. Uh, like I said, we have a pool of around 40 Saints. Um, but of that 40, only 24 will be selected. So just to get to that number, it was basically 12 Saints for each of us. Um, and 12 comes from, like, the number of apostles that Jesus ah. that, that's how I came to that number um, also so that it doesn't take too much time hopefully um, this just as a heads up this podcast will probably be on the on the lengthier side maybe closer to an hour 45 to 60 just as a heads up 
Um, but since I, I specifically worded it so that it would be 24 total saints to be selected, but since we can trade like multiple saints or multiple picks, mm. it does not necessarily mean that both of us will end up 12. with 12 and 12. That's true. So just as a heads up, um, the draft will be broken out into three rounds. So in three round, in, sorry, in each round, eight saints will be selected, um, for a total of 24. Does that make sense so far? I think so. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, and then just, I guess, just as we're kind of going through um, the selections, we're, we'll, we'll try to explain, you know, why we chose a particular saint. We'll give a bit of info on what that saint is about. Yeah. Uh, this is easily the most prep Andrew and I have ever done for an episode. But, um, <laughs> I'm still reading through it. I'm like, man, I should have thought about who I want to draft. <laughs> yeah, well, same thing here. Don't worry. I, uh, I just threw on a bunch of saints that I knew, but I didn't I didn't actually strategically go about uh, figuring out which, which saints I want. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we'll provide a bit of information on that saint. Um, so hopefully, like, that, that's the idea, right? Like, this is a fun structure, but hopefully it's still kind of educational uh, for you, our listeners. Definitely for ourselves, as we were researching and prepping, there were some things that I, I found out about saints that I just didn't know, if yeah. not for this episode. So, uh, yeah, so that's basically how this draft will run. Um, I'll, I'll hold off on this for now, but I want to say we'll cap our decision-making process to, like, 30 seconds if we need it. Sure. Um, uh, if, if we find that we're taking too much time to, yeah. to actually choose the same. Sounds good. Yeah. Basically, like, if we need to fill for each other while we're thinking, then it's probably taking too long. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> True. I didn't think about that. I didn't realize that, like, I would have to, you know... If like, one anal- of us analyze our own selections. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, but, yeah, that 30 seconds only applies to actually choosing um, in terms of, like, providing the info about the same. That's, yeah, that's, sure. that's fine. Uh, okay, yeah. So, I mean, I guess we'll get into it. Um, I'm going to flash up on the, on the recording, on the YouTube recording. I will flash up this screen at this point, but... Before we actually dive into the mechanics of the draft, I think it would be good to actually start about, you know, what what are saints, period. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, saints, basically, the word itself comes from the Latin sanctus, which is Latin for holy. Um, so literally, it's holy people. Um, but uh, saints are people who we understand to be in heaven. They're, it's Basically, it's confirmed that they made it to heaven. Um, the way to become a saint... Um, there's a lot, a lot of layers to it, so it's really quite a rigorous process. Um, essentially, the f- there are, um, how many levels are there to it? There are four levels to this um, in terms of what happens. So first, basically, you need to wait usually five years before your case can be put forward at all. There are exceptions to that. Uh, St. Mother Teresa and St. John Paul II most recently come to mind. Um, but generally speaking, you need to wait five years before what can happen is... Uh, your local bishop can pres- or your local pastor, sorry, can present a case to your bishop to say, "Hey, this was a really yeah. holy person who should be considered to be a saint." Um, and once they're accepted into that consideration, they're called a servant of God. And basically, what happens at this point is there will be a team of people that will start scrutinizing that person's life, mm-hmm. uh, not necessarily to say that they were a saint in the t- in the way that the world says it, to say that they're perfect. Um, but more to see, like, did they try to become a better person? Did they actually live a somewhat holy life? Did they live, like, a virtuous life? Exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, and so this will actually go into quite a lot of detail. They'll go into, like, uh, interviewing, like, family, friends, people they met through their lives, like, quite a bit of detail that they go into here. Um, once this has been kind of confirmed, um, the church and the Vatican, the Vatican Congregation of, for the Causes of Saints... Uh, will right. declare yes. them um, uh, that they have lived a life of what they call heroic virtue, and, and they're granted the title of venerable. Um, so some venerable people that you might have heard about um, are uh, Venerable Fulton Sheen. So Bishop Barron talks about Venerable Fulton Sheen a lot, wrote a lot of books. Uh, venerable Bruno Lanteri, um, you may or may not have heard of him. He's actually, I've heard about him more recently than, than before, but he's the founder of the Oblates of the Virgin Mary uh, Father Timothy Gallagher, if you've heard of him before or read his books, uh, he is of this order. Um, also, the, the if you're from the GT family, uh, Renaud Bruno Lanteri's quote is what was used as our theme for GT uh, 19. Oh, that's where I recognize it from. Yes. <coughs> um, and so so that's that's him. So yeah, so then you, you can be um, declared venerable. After that point, basically what happens is the church will wait for you to have miracles attributed to uh, prayers of petition uh, towards you. So basically, uh, or your intercessory prayer, I should say. So what will happen is there will be particular 
types of miracles that can be accepted, but um, you'll have things like people who are on their deathbeds uh, for terminal cancer or whatever. And, and what happens is a group or a community will start praying to this venerable person mm-hmm. and say, hey, um, can you please intercede for us? And if it's determined that there was enough of uh, prayer towards this person and this is deemed to be a true miracle, um, then that will be attributed to that person. You need, I believe, three miracles attributed to you before you become a saint. But after one miracle is attributed to you, then you become declared what's called blessed or um, the, the actual process is called beatification. Yeah. Um, so examples of people who are blessed at this point, uh, blessed Pier Giorgio Frassati, uh, who you may have heard of. He was a young Italian um, young man who was just like a really normal lay person who just prioritized his faith. Uh, really, really awesome story. Great to read about. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about it at some point anyways. Uh, blessed Carlo Acutis as well, another Italian um, who passed away. It was it 05 or 06? I 06, guess. I 06. think. And he, um, he's looked at as being potentially the first millennial saint. Um, so, so just a couple examples there. Um, in terms of what actually needs to be declared a miracle, though, this is also obviously extremely rigorous. Um, what's brought together is a group of both you know Catholic, um, Catholic scientists mm-hmm. and atheist scientists to try and prove actually that this was not a miracle. It had to have been an act of God. Exactly. Yeah. So like they'll, they'll go through and be like, could it have been anything environmental or whatever that caused this naturally? And then if only if no one can prove that, then, then will they consider it a miracle? And yeah, so after, um, after a number of, uh, miracles, then the case will be presented to the saint and, uh, the saint can canonize or, uh, the Pope and the Pope can canonize yeah. the case the of the saint will be, pre- will be presented to the, to the Pope. Pope. Yeah who will then potentially canonize the person as a saint. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think um, there needs to be, I don't remember who you mentioned, but there needs to be that second miracle. Yes. Um, after after that first miracle happens in order for the canonization to to happen and for the Pope to, but but um, I, another note that I saw when researching was that um, if you're actually martyred, mm-hmm. that first miracle doesn't need to happen. Right. Apparently. Yes. Um, so, yeah. So definitely if you're, if you're martyred, um, then really only, you only need, I think, one additional miracle mm-hmm. uh, to, to potentially become a saint um what was interesting that i learned yesterday while looking through this was that uh there wasn't actually a formal canonization process saint making process until the year one two three four. Oh, uh, so that that's easy to remember one two three four right but it was established by pope gregory the ninth um and prior to that i guess they kind of just looked at you know like you kind of mentioned offhand uh you know people who were living super holy lives and yeah. and um, but then once you, if you don't really have that structure, there's always going to be a couple of those cases where it's just like, probably shouldn't have become a saint or we should, probably shouldn't have named them a saint. Um, and so they, they established this process in the year one, two, three, four. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, since then, like you said, you know, saints are people that are confirmed basically to yeah. be in heaven, right? Um, as a quick reminder, um, you know, once we pass on from, from this life, generally we, uh, probably go to purgatory. Um, and that's where we kind of work on the refining of our souls so that we are ready to go into heaven. Uh, but for saints, um, we believe that they are so holy that the lives that they lived on this earth, uh, was so holy that they just go straight to heaven. Mm -hmm. Okay. So hopefully that was a good, uh, 101 background of, um, of what saints are. Um, I realized that this would actually be a better time to flash up the, uh, flash up the board that we've prepared. So, um, on your screen, you'll see that now. Basically, yeah, you'll just be able to follow along with, um, with whatever it is that we're doing in terms of drafting. You'll see on the left the draft order, which is to be determined. Uh, we'll determine it in five seconds. Uh, obviously you'll see Team Andrew. So the Saints that Andrew selects, uh, Team Jason, the Saints that I select or the saints that we trade back and forth. Um, and then the pool of saints that are to be drafted is on the right under the undrafted selection, uh, section. Um, so you can take a gander at all the saints that we've prepared there. Um, but yeah, let's, let's actually get into this whole draft thing. So I'm going to switch the view to this Excel randomizer thing that I prepared as well. <clears throat> Basically, this is what we're going to use to actually determine the order of the draft. Okay. Right. So it's just, it's just a bunch of random numbers. I don't want to get into the technicalities of it. It will be boring. Uh, but what I'm going to do is I will hide these columns so that you can't see. So what happens, I'll just show you first. What happens is when I type, uh, like make any change at all, everything changes. Okay. Cool. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to hide these columns so you can't see the outcome. 
And then I'm just going to keep making changes, and then you tell me when to stop. Okay. Okay? So, go. Uh, stop. Okay. All right, let's take a look. How crazy would it be if you, if you like, drew something? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that intense. Okay, so this draft order seems pretty acceptable. I will just type it in um, over here. Monitoring between two laptops. Uh, okay. I'm going to put this here for now. Uh, do you have a, you don't have a spreadsheet open though, right? Because I, I didn't send it to you. Don't. No worries. So this is where I will type all our names in and the draft order. So when I was doing this last night just to test it out, uh, one round is simulated such that like I had the first four picks and you had the, the last four picks. So I'm glad that that did not happen this time around. <laughs> Alright, so you do have the first overall pick, um, so you can choose whoever it is that you want. Unless you want to trade that first overall pick to me, like, I'm not going to complain about that, <laughs> depending on the offer. Uh, well, given that there are no bad picks. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing about this, about this Saints draft idea is, you know, there's going to be, at the end of it, like, 16 Saints left over or whatever, yeah. but it's like, no one's going to feel sorry for them because uh, they're, they're in heaven. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> no need for that. I hope, like, somewhere in heaven, like, there's some sort of, like, side pool going on. That would be <laughs> amazing. Like, if they're just watching it from up above yeah. and just, like, having their own fun with us, yeah, like, making fun of each other for great. not being selected. <laughs> All right, man. You are on the clock. You can choose your first saint. Oh, my goodness. Um... I think uh, with... My first pick, the first pick in the 2021 Saints draft, <laughs> uh, I'm going to select... I a, need to play that the NBA. Yeah, you do. The, Adam Silver. The jingle. <laughs> we should have Adam Silver like, for every pick. Um, anyways, uh, let's have... Uh, I'll take St. Peter. St. Peter. All right. So I need to do the drag thing. Yeah, do you want to drag it over Let me find him. Where's St. Peter? It is alphabetically sorted. Oh. Peter. Here we go. All right. Solid pick. What do you know about St. Peter? St. Peter. Uh, he is the first pope. Um, so uh, there is the uh, Bible verse uh, from Matthew 16, verse 18. You are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the powers of death will not prevail against it. Um, I picked him in particular uh, because he is the, the unworthy first pope in all the ways, right? So he mm. uh, was the one who um, really rejected God, uh, rejected Jesus three times uh, in the Passion Story, and he just um, was very up and down, right? And I feel like that's very similar to me. I, I get like very up and down about things, um, and I also end up in leadership positions quite a bit. Mm. So I think like having his position will be very helpful for me for the rest of my life, especially for like mission or error. For uh, ministry work, um, because you know he definitely relates to what I'll be going through and the struggles that I'll have. Right. Uh, in terms of like feeling the lack of confidence or even the overconfidence at some points, um, and uh, knowing which graces I'll need, so I'll definitely need those petitions. I think Peter is such a great first pope um, of the church because you know, like you already mentioned, like he's known for his little faith. Yeah. And it's like. It's so relatable, yeah. right? Like, you've already mentioned all the different examples of how you relate to him, but, yeah. like, who among us have not had little faith, yeah. moments of little faith in Jesus, right? Yeah. So, um, so good, so good. Someone who was on this list was, um, who, sorry, who is not on this list is also St. Thomas, who's known as, like, St. Thomas the Devil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another instance of that. Um, but, yeah, so I will make my first pick, and I'm just going to go straight for Pope St. Gregory the Great. Now, first, okay, first I'll talk about the saint. Uh, to be honest, I, I don't know too much about the saint. Um, Pope St. Gregory the Great, he is the uh, patron saint of musicians, singers, students, and teachers, apparently. Um, and he is known as a doctor of the church. Now, again, that is the extent of the knowledge that I have on this guy. 
I chose him because he is Andrew's. Um, is he your personal patron saint, or is he, no? Is he, he, he's my. His, I took his name when I was uh, confirmed. Yes. Okay. Yeah, when yeah. you're confirmed. Yeah. So, so that's why that's there's a little <laughs> bit of uh, shine fraud going on there. Uh, do you yeah. have more insight? I do. I do. He uh, he is um, he wrote Gregorian chant. Mm, um, so sense. I don't believe there was either either there wasn't much music, or there wasn't any music in mass before that. Or there just wasn't standardized music. Mm. Um, so he wrote Gregorian chant, um, which is, uh, if you don't know what that is, look it up. It's beautiful music. Um, it's what you'll hear in like Latin mass, uh, which you can't really go to anymore. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I have an episode Talk about for that. another part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, <laughs> uh, it is beautiful music, though, yeah. Um, and it's funny story. I chose him literally because... Uh, classic me. Um, I I literally was googling the most impressive pope I could find. Oh, fair and uh, and he is like a pope and a saint, and his name the great, and he wrote music, <laughs> and, like a lot of things. And, anyways, and so that's why you that's why took I, his name for your confirmation. Literally, that's exactly why. Okay, well, I have the next pick, don't I? Yes, you do. Um, okay. Oh my gosh, what am I doing? Um, the next pick that I will take is Saint Joseph. Hmm. Um, so St. Joseph is the patron of many things, including of the universal church, um, as well as of men and of fathers. Um, so reason why I pick him is relatively self-explanatory. I'm a man. Um, but (laughs) also, uh, you know, being recently married and being that, uh, we're going to start thinking about planning to have a family at some point. Um, I just know that having St. Joseph... Um, his intercession is going to be really, really important for me uh, to protect my family, to, um, you know, he has his whole litany of all the different things he's known for. Uh, my favorite among those is uh, Glory of the Domestic Life, mm. um, just nice. because I think, you know, the domestic church is such an important thing and that he was so quietly uh, living out the virtues of having a good domestic life. And domestic church is something that I really know I can learn from mm-hmm. uh, and, and something that I could use his uh, petitions for and his intercessions for. Very nice. Very nice. Not going to lie, St. Joseph would have been my actual first pick if, uh, if I didn't want to engage in a little bit of shine and fraud. So <laughs> good choice. Good choice. Uh, I have the next three picks, apparently. Okay. So I'm going to go... My first pick will definitely be... Um, my first of the three, that is. I'm going to go with St. Matthew. Okay. I'm dragging the wrong thing there. <laughs> Team Jason. St. Matthew. So, St. Matthew, um, he's the patron saint of accountants. Mm-hmm. Um, so, obviously, given my career choice, that is the choice for me. I There have been times where I'll definitely just be going through my work day, and I'll quickly send up a prayer to him because mm. I need the help, obviously. Um, but he's also near and dear to my heart because um, the elementary school that I went to was also named St. Okay. Matthew. So, it's it was funny. Way. I never knew that St. Matthew was the patron saint of accountants. Um, for like half my life. And then probably when I was like, I don't know, 17 or 18, I found out that St. Matthew was a patron saint of accountants just as I, just as I was discerning into, I guess, the accounting profession. Sure. And I was like, this is fitting. Um, cause I have good memories of my elementary school too. So, mm-hmm. um, that's that choice there. That's my middle name. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> I found that out through e-transfer actually. So, um, I, but I, I constantly forget that it is your middle name. <laughs> um, and I'm not an accountant, but, um, <laughs> It's, a, it's actually, uh, if you haven't seen it before, um, the show The Chosen gives actually a really good kind of view of St. Matthew that we don't often see, um, which is really cool. I, I don't know how biblically accurate it is, but it, it is interesting to see. I've had, we've had um, many of our mutual friends just recommended to us. Um, I've, so I've watched the first episode. I intend to finish I've seen the first season. Okay. Uh, I haven't started the second season yet, but it is good. It's really cool because it's almost like a dive into... Um, I think it's called, uh, oh my gosh, is it called Ignatian Contemplation, I think? Mm. Um, which is basically um, a form of prayer where you contemplate by putting yourself in the shoes of people in the biblical stories. Yeah. So like as if you were there. Interesting. Um, and so being that this is very much like a live action, it starts off even without Jesus in the scene at all. Yeah. It's very, very much that kind of forced way to go into that kind of prayer. Really You're right. Cool. I've only watched one episode, but like, yeah, I would recommend it. But now that you put it that way too, it does do a really good job of providing the perspectives of people around Jesus. Exactly. Yeah, it's really, really cool. Just from that one episode. Um, right. I do have the next pick. Yeah. So I'm just going to go with... I'm going to go with St. Michael the Archangel. Okay. 
So he is the patron saint of our archdiocese. I, believe, I think so. Yeah. Given that the cathedral is named after him. Yeah. Um, so St. Michael the Archangel is, uh, known as the protector, right? You know, often, uh, whenever we are facing temptations, yeah. uh, we pray to St. Michael the Archangel to, um, join us in the battle mm-hmm. against, against, uh, temptations and sin. Um, and, and it's very effective. A, a lot of the churches within the diocese after mass, we will immediately turn to, uh, you know, some churches will turn to a portrait, uh, painting of St. Michael and pray the, the prayer to St. Michael the Archangel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, heard some great stories even too. I think like heard some stories of Bible camps that where um, it was actually really crazy. There were stories of like exorcism that had to happen in these camps. Okay. Um, and basically, what happened was there there was this girls' cabin that was like screaming uh, all at night, and, and everyone like, wasn't sure what was happening, mm. and the counselors weren't sure what to do. So they prayed a rosary in front of the cabin, and then they finished off with the prayer to Saint Michael, and like. Literally, the second they finished the prayer to St. Michael, all of it went away. Mm. So it's really, really crazy. That is crazy. Um, thank you for bringing up the rosary, because I forgot to mention off the top that you'll notice on the list of saints that Mary is not on this uh, for a good reason, in terms of it, it would just be too OP, if, <laughs> like overpowered, if, if we put Mary on this list. To so. be fair, there are like two levels that are above normal saints. Yes, exactly. Um, and one is Mary, and the next one is St. Joseph, and I already took St. Joseph, so uh. I don't remember what they're called, but... Um, <laughs> good choice. Good choice with St. Joseph then. Okay. I do have one more pick in the first round. Um, I'm going to go with the home pick on this one, and I'm going to take St. Genevieve because my girlfriend's name is Genevieve, and that's why. <laughs> but in terms of things that are actually relevant to who the saint is, uh, she's a patron saint, one of the many patron saints of girls. Uh, so this is the first lady that we've taken in uh, in our draft here. But yeah, patron saint of my girlfriend who she was named after. So that's that. There you go. Yeah. You have the next two picks. I do. Um, so with my next two picks, I'm going to start having fun uh, because we're fun. Uh, <laughs> so my next pick, I'm going to take St. Jude, um, who is the patron saint of uh, lost causes. <laughs> um, because... That will be very useful in my life. Also, fun fact. So, St. Jude is actually my element, my first elementary school. Um, so, Jude, St. Jude is one of the apostles, actually. So, his, full, his actual name is Judas, Judas Thaddeus. Um, not Judas Iscariot, who is the, uh, the mm-hmm. one who betrayed Jesus. The bad guy. The bad guy. Um, yeah. So, I mean, pretty straightforward why I need uh, petitions for lost causes. Uh, because I am one. Uh, <laughs> Aren't we all, though? <laughs> Uh, with my next pick, um, I am going to take, um, actually, which one, which one? I'm going to take St. Augustine. Oh, that was literally going to be my next pick. (laughs) Uh, so St. Augustine, uh, St. Augustine of Hippo, uh, more accurately, because there is also St. Augustine of Canterbury. Um, but St. Augustine of Hippo, he is known as one of the champions of the faith. Um, he has a really, really beautiful story. Um, you know, you, I don't remember who I heard talking about this, but there are different types of saints that you hear about and and hear people speak about. There are, uh, in the spectrum, there are saints that are born and grow up close to God. Um, so examples on our list are St. Maria Goretti, St. Therese of Lisieux. Uh, and they're just always close to God. And then there are saints that go on the other side of things, um, which go far away from God and then come back. Uh, so St. Augustine's one, one that we don't have on our list, uh, St. Ignatius of Loyola mm-hmm. is another one that's like that. Um, but yeah, so he lived a life of lechery, uh, of, of just sin. Um, he was even, I, I believe, a preacher in like the heresy of Manichaeism. Uh, so lots of different things that he did. Um, but then... What ended up happening is he was converted in, I think, Milan, um, and then uh, he just did a full 180 um, and became a champion of the faith, um, and he defeated many, many heresies, including Arianism. Uh, if you don't know what Arianism is, there is a great Bishop Barron video on it uh, and how uh, St. Augustine defeated it. Uh, but yeah, lots of the councils, uh, apostolic councils, through his time, he was there, mm. and he was the one who was defeating heresies. Uh, so that's St. Augustine of Hippo. 
I um, another reason why I would have wanted Saint Augustine is because he was the high school, like the high school that I went to was named after him. So the uh, elementary school, the second elementary school I went to was named oh, after right. Saint Augustine of Canterbury. Oh, okay. was also Saint Augustine. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, okay, so that will conclude our first round. I have to say, you're doing an excellent job of aligning the names. <laughs> I was trying so hard last night when I was making the undrafted yeah. side, and I just couldn't make it work. Um, so kudos to you. Thank I, you. It's very good. Uh, not that that's relevant. Um, <laughs> but after the conclusion of the first round, Team Andrew, St. Peter, St. Joseph, that's just like two <laughs> powerhouse names right there. St. Jude, St. Augustine, can't go wrong. Team Jason, Pope St. Gregory the Great. St. Matthew, St. Michael the Archangel, and St. Genevieve. Um, so I, <laughs> I realized I had wanted to uh, talk about or ask this question before we actually started, you know, drafting and everything. Um, but we've been talking so much about being patron, like what it, being ah, patron saints. Yes. And we never actually explain what that means. What does it mean to be a patron saint of something? Yeah, I think um, just generally speaking, or maybe we should even take a step back from that and talk about intercessory prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the big things about the Catholic faith is that, um, you know, we believe that the goal is to be in heaven and heaven being not a place, but a state of being, of being united to God. And so um, that is what gives, opens up a channel, I suppose, to this thing that we call intercessory prayer. Um, intercessory prayer really is praying, asking someone to help you pray, essentially, right? Mm-hmm. So it would be like if I needed a favor from Jen, um, your girlfriend, and mm-hmm. I said, hey, Jason, do you mind helping me ask for this? Because I'm not sure the best way to approach Jen. Yeah. Um, and I'm not even necessarily sure what I need to ask for. Um, so that's probably an analogy for intercessory prayer. Good way um, the first time we <laughs> see this in the history of the Catholic faith, really, um, or most uh, I guess uh, aptly portrayed actually is in um, the wedding of Cana um, mm. when basically uh, they are out of wine they don't know what to do and Mary intercedes for the bride and the groom and tells Jesus hey you know can you help them out and you see Jesus saying no I don't think so and then Mary says actually please do yeah. and then Jesus listens so that's the first example we have of inter- intercessory prayer really uh, in the Bible as far as I know Um and so with these patron saints, really what we're looking at is people who have had certain experiences in their earthly lives and so are able to kind of relate that back to what we need in those moments. Mm-hmm. Um, so being that they're in heaven, that means that they're united to God. They are, they know God in, in a better way than we do. And they're able to know what to ask for in a way that we don't. Mm-hmm. And so what we do is we say, hey, you know, St. Peter, I'm having a time of doubt like you did in the Passion Story, you know. Please pray for me um, so that I might receive the graces I need in this moment. You know what those graces exactly. are because you've experienced them. So I can follow in the same footsteps that you, that you put, and, put down and, already. And go, into, and go and uh, pursue sainthood. Yeah. So that, that's the idea of both patronage and intercessory prayer. Yeah, similarly, that's why I said, you know, when I select a St. Matthew as the patron saint of accountants, I will pray to him when I'm going through something in my career yeah. or in my work day. Yeah. But the important thing is to understand that we're never asking for the graces from these people. We're asking for them to pray for these graces from God. So it's never Mary that we're praying to and worshiping in that sense. It's always God, but we're asking for the help, the intercession, intercession through these other people. They are middle people. Exactly. Middle people who are very elevated since they're in heaven. Exactly. Right? So uh, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Um, to be honest, I haven't prepared for this question either, but if you were the patron saint of something, <laughs> what would you be the patron saint of? My goodness. Um, I would be paired to St. Jude for lost causes. Um <laughs> I think, um, I, I don't know. I, I would probably be... Well, you think. I think the one I would be <laughs> would be just the patron saint of a very ordinary life. <laughs> so I'm wearing this t-shirt right now that I'm very happy about. I just got it um, over like a few days ago. It's, uh, I'm not going to say the brand. Although it's right there. there. <laughs> it just says t-shirt on it. And I love it because it's so plain and ordinary. And I feel like that's a, that's a very... It defines my life very much. I, I don't go looking for highs and lows. Um, certain, not, not to say that I don't experience them, um, but I would, I would definitely say I prefer to take the path that is just kind of straight through and in the middle of everything. To piggyback off of that, I think what I would be is the exact opposite. Um, <laughs> I can't think of a really good, eloquent way to say this, but I would be, I think, the patient saint of like windy roads because uh, I've had like a very bizarre path in my life, both in terms of where I've gone, what I've done, and how I've gotten to where I am in terms of my career, in terms of 
Um, even Dude. being in Toronto, like this was never part of the yeah. plan. Um, so I think I would be the patron saint of that. That'd be cool. Yeah. Nice. All right. You want to get into the second round of our draft? Let's do it. Okay. All right. So I do have the first pick of the second round. Um, now what I would like to do is offer you a trade. Okay. I will give you picks number nine, 13 and 14 and Pope St. Gregory the Great for St. Joseph. <laughs> so you get seven of the eight picks in round two. And your own uh, confirmation saint, I guess. For St. Joseph? For St. Joseph. Oh my goodness. I need to see if there's anyone else who can be a patient saint of home life. Because I definitely need something for my home. Patron saint of home? Oh, I could, you know, yeah, I'll take that. I'll, yeah? I'll do it. I'll do it. Okay. Yeah. All right. No take backs. No. <laughs> I will transfer St. Joseph over to you. you. And I'll make the change on the draft order. So you got the first pick of round two. And... I'm going to clear the board here, man. The fifth and the sixth pick. I get to have way more fun than you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> You're going to be hearing from Andrew for the next, like, ten minutes, basically. So what we'll do is we'll, we'll put in the YouTube link uh, where you can jump to to skip this section. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um... It's because I'm using my finger. I guess. Finger. And I'm using my, my touchpad. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sorry, for those who are listening, I'm just trying to align Andrew's <laughs> saints so that it looks better. And that, that's what that was about. Anyways. Uh, okay. So with my ninth pick, I'm going to uh, replace that uh, domestic life uh, with uh, Saints Anne and Joachim. Mm. Um, Should have picked them first. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, so I'm not these, doing very well at this. These, these are the uh, mother and father of Mary, um, so Jesus' grandparents. Um, so as domestic life goes, pretty good. Um, so they, um, I mean, is there much more to say than that? I don't, I don't know. I think um, as far as raising a holy family goes, uh, raising Mary is a pretty good job. Um, and yeah, I think that's all, that's all there is to say. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Solid pick. Thanks, man. You got the next one too. Oh, is it? I thought it was you next. So Andrew, Andrew, and then Jason, and oh, then all Andrew. My fault. Um, okay. Uh, next I will take, um, St. Maximilian Kolbe, actually. Um, nice. So yeah, you put some notes there, and I was like, I didn't know. I just thought he was... I, all I knew was that he was a Polish saint. Yeah, he, um, he actually died really young, too. A very, very passionate saint. Uh, I, don't, I don't know that much about him, to be honest. Um, I only know the things that I've read through a couple Marian consecration um, books that I've gone through. Um, but he was one of the... He's one of the major proponents uh, for Marian consecration and devotion to Mary, uh, he started this group called the Militia Immaculate, uh, which is basically like a, a legion for Mary, if you will. Uh, it actually might be translated into the Legion of Mary. Mm -hmm. I don't actually know. Mm -hmm. But um, he is also known uh, to be extremely messy. Um, so that's part of it. Uh, so <laughs> okay, can, that makes sense. So you can be messy and, and make it to heaven, uh, which is great. Um, and yeah, not having Mary on here, uh, this is probably... One of the closest things, uh, as I look up on the screen and I see another, uh, but anyways, um, one of the closest things that we can get. Um, and he, I think, is a great example of how we, on, in our time on earth, can still, uh, you know, devote and entrust ourselves to Mary's care and to her intercession. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. That's a couple solid picks to get yourself closer to Mary, I guess. <laughs> um, okay. So I have my one and only pick of round two. I am going to go with, I guess I will go with St. Valentine. Okay. Just because, you know, obviously secular, the secular world has kind of changed it into, I mean, not really changed it, but obviously just all, you know, Valentine's Day and everything. Mm. Uh, but it is actually coming from a uh, Catholic tradition of um, St. Valentine being the patron saint of love, marriage and relationships. So mm -hmm. um, I think that would be particularly helpful in my own discernment process with uh, my girlfriends. So. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much that. Great. Back yeah. to you. Back to me. Um, 
The next uh, saint that I'm going to go with is, uh, let me make sure I got the right one. Yes. Uh, St. Drogo. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you have like, you have one, two, three, four, you have five straight picks, so you can just go. I'm just... So, uh, St. Drogo, (laughs) I found St. Drogo on the list of the most peculiar patronages, Um, but St. Drogo is the patron saint of Shepherds, Coffee, and the Ugly. Um, So I have gotten really into coffee over the last year, um, and coffee houses, coffee shops, all that stuff. Um, Actually, um, my dream with Cherry is that, (laughs) we've already started thinking about retirement, um, is to open a coffee shop in retirement that's cute. and have like a booth in the back that's just for friends that like no one else can sit in. Um, <laughs> so that would be a lot of fun. Um, I assume also, you picked this guy for the last reason. Uh, yeah, definitely. So <laughs> being Shepherd's Coffee and the Ugly. Again, uh, you know, in keeping with uh, my last pick as well, so you can be messy and ugly and still make it to heaven. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I need all the help I can get. So that, that's what that one is. Um, my next pick, so where am I? That was the 12th pick, right? So yeah. the 13th pick. Um, I'm going to take, uh, St. Maria Goretti. Mm. Um, so St. Maria Goretti has a really beautiful story if you haven't heard it. One of the all time, like, St. stories that I've ever heard. Like, Honestly. I love it. Um, so St. Maria Goretti, uh, is the patient saint of many things as well, but of girls, of abuse victims of virgins i believe also of chastity yeah yeah. um so particularly in my case um i'm picking her for uh, being a patron uh, saint of chastity um so to clarify why i'm doing this um chastity is a lot more than celibacy um we might have talked about this before even but uh in essence chastity being um the ability to love properly Mm -hmm. and particularly now in marriage um, it's actually really interesting that chastity, or at least um, the the need for living a chaste marriage in that sense of loving properly is becoming a lot more apparent to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually gets trickier once you cross into yeah. the marriage boundary, I think, because there's that line isn't there anymore in terms yeah. of what is and isn't. Um, and so it's just like, it, it's a much finer line to walk, a lot more gray areas, I think. Some so, people are all like excited about like, oh, like I don't have to practice chastity anymore once I once I become married. It's yeah, like, that's definitely that was never the case. No, never it's, the case. you might not even practice celibacy in the same way, yeah. um, but chastity is definitely still there. So, so that's becoming really, really apparent, I think, and that's definitely something I'll need. So that was my thirteenth pick. I do want to go into Saint Maria Grady's story. Okay, do it. Yes. Mind. Yeah. So basically, the story there is just um, she had a neighbor guy was named Alessandro, and. Um, I guess the long story short is that he came over one day and he sexually assaulted her. Um, like he, he kept making advances and she kept refusing and he just got upset about it. And so, you know, he sexually assaulted her um, and he stabbed her 14 yeah. times, 14 times. Um, but the, the, the really interesting thing about that, I guess the, the beautiful thing is, you know, even while, you know, she was being physically harmed by this guy, she was just saying like, no, this is going to keep you from getting to heaven. Yeah. Like, stop doing this. Not not because, stop doing this for my self-preservation or anything. Stop doing this because it's going to keep you from getting to heaven. Yeah. Um, so over the, the next couple of days, you know, as she was in hospital, obviously she she ended up succumbing to her injuries, but um, she she expressed that she forgave Alessandro for, for what had happened and that she even hoped to see him in heaven mm-hmm. one day with her. Um I guess in the trial following after that, um, Alessandro, he was still unrepentant mm-hmm. about what had happened. He was just not sorry about it at all. But then one day, I don't know how far into his prison sentence, but one day he had a dream about Maria Goretti. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically this dream just totally made him a changed man. Yeah. Um, he was released from prison 27 years after what happened. And uh, he just went straight to Maria's mother and begged for her forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And Maria's mother just responded with, well, like, you know, if my daughter forgave you who am i to not forgive you as well again just such a beautiful story um and so um he was actually present at saint maria grady's canonization in uh 1950 so just like i said like one for me one of the all-time stories just Mm -hmm. to see the true low the the evil that happened uh and then for you know the saint saint maria grady to um in the middle of it just show true love true charity true forgiveness and mercy um and then 
decades later for this to still be a story between and just to like really drive this home saint marie Gretti was 11 years old when she passed yeah, away good point yeah so it's not just like someone who has had a lot of time to develop their faith in that sense right that that many of us think about and so this is again that story of the saints who are born close to jesus's heart and stay close to jesus heart the whole way through their lives exactly okay i think you're are we on to pick 14 i think so i believe so i think so yeah, yeah. okay um, we should probably pick it up a little bit. Yeah. So let me go a little bit quicker here. I'm going to go with, uh, St. John of the Cross. Um, it's an easy pick for me just because I've been reading a lot more of his work recently. Uh, it's inspired a lot of our conversations even in the pod. Um, so he is, um, a huge proponent of the interior life. Um, so he wrote some beautiful, um, some beautiful, uh, poetry. So one of the great Spanish poets, um, but he was a Carmelite as well, and he talked about the the different stages of the interior life, um, and definitely stuff that I'm really learning about, uh, and things that help you uh, or help us as we progress in our in our faith journeys um, to kind of know what we're expecting, uh, know what we're going through. Uh, and he was actually really scrutinized for it as well, like the his time yeah. working on the interior life. I think he was imprisoned when he wrote um, The Dark Knight, if I recall correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, my, and that was my 14, so I have two more right now. Yep. Um, oh man. I'm going to go with, um, Pope St. John Paul II. Um, so JP2, as he is fondly, uh, referred to, to, um, he is, um, a saint from our, our, our living memory. Yep. Um, and he uh, wrote Theology of the Body, which is huge. Uh, so the Theology of the Body, um, which is uh, essentially uh, a theology on sexuality, uh, which was really missing in the faith up until that point. It had been referred to here and there, but there wasn't a full-on theology written about it. Um, so this was um, delivered over the course, I think, of 13, was it? 13... Um, speeches or uh oh i don't know if it was 13 or not but i will take it anyways, for it. i think it was uh but i could be wrong but anyways a, a number of i'm not i'm not trying to think of speeches what, what is it anyways um written documents not hollies he actually said this from his people bal- audiences no he delivered these Angelies? from no what do professors give lectures, lectures yes <laughs> lectures um i believe he, just from his uh, porch um, yeah. in the, in the people residence. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so this is really huge, uh, for a lot of us as young Catholics, especially in today's day and age, uh, where sexuality is so confused, um, to understand ourselves, understand love in a better way. Um, even before that reading, writing uh, love and responsibility back when he was, um, I think it was still a priest, father mm-hmm. of Wetiwa. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and even before that, going into Thomistic Personalism, uh, Thomistic Personalism. Anyways, we can go on and on about the things of JP2, but... Um, Probably one of the most beloved popes yeah, of all time. I think so, I think so. Um, and I have one more before I give it back over to you. Oh, man. Um, I'm going to take, um, I think, St. Ambrose. Hmm. Uh, so St. Ambrose is also a doctor of the church, I think. Um, but he is the bishop from, um, You're correct. He is a doctor of the church. Yeah. He is the bishop from Milan who actually converted St. Augustine, um, and baptized him. And he had a relationship with another saint that's on here, um, St. Monica, uh, where he was constantly consoling St. Monica as she was basically crying in the parish day after day, um, praying for her son um, to repent and to to follow um, the gospel. Um, in particular, just the amount of patience it must have taken to instruct St. Augustine. Yeah. Um, because <laughs> he also catechized St. Augustine. Mm. Um, that would have been absolutely just needed a lot of grace. And I think for myself, um, you know, knowing that in my future, catechesis is going to be a part of my life. And that there are going to be people that I have a hard time speaking to and that, that will really require patience on my part. Uh, his his intercession will definitely be very, very helpful. Very good. Very good. 
All right, so that concludes our second round of drafting. So far, team and actually, I'll start with the shorter one. Team Jason, Saint Joseph, Saint Matthew, Saint Michael, the Archangel, Saint Genevieve, and Saint Valentine, and Team Andrew, Saint Peter, Pope Saint Gregory the Great, Saint Jude, Saint Augustine, Saints Anne and Joachim, Saint Maximilian Kolbe, Saint Drago, Saint Maria Goretti, Saint John of the Cross, Pope Saint John Paul II, and Saint Ambrose. Um, you had just, just before we get into the third round here, you just mentioned that St. Ambrose is a doctor of the church. Mm -hmm. What does it mean to be a doctor of the church? Oh man, good question. I think basically a lot of it is just related to how you are, the things that you, I guess, preached or wrote actually became uh, authoritative yeah. uh, within the church. Um, it, it very much provided that foundation, that guideline for a lot of the stuff that we believe today and yeah. follow. Yeah, I, I, you know, different things. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if um, St. John Paul II eventually is named a doctor of the church as well. He's sure. He's working with theology of the body. Sure, yeah. Um, and, and things like that, you know, things that really have become um, driving forces, if you will, of, of our faith. Um, so definitely. Yeah, I have here, it says... Uh, Significant theological contribution in addition to having a high degree of sanctity. Um, and it needs to be, it's a formal proclamation by, by the Pope or, or a council. So um, that's an interesting little tidbit of knowledge there. Um, yeah, and just really quickly, I, I, I know you had touched on it earlier, uh, but to remember that saints themselves are not people that we worship. Mm -hmm. I think this is especially important to remember in the context of other Christians mm -hmm. or, or Christian brothers and sisters who often ask Catholics the question of why do you believe in saints? Why yeah. do you believe in Mary? Isn't that just idolatry? Mm -hmm. And then it's very important to just remember that we, are, we do not worship these people. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really, it's rooted in a proper understanding of what heaven is. I think again, not as a place, but as being united to God um, and understanding that that unity lends itself to a different level of being able to, um, really petition on behalf of other people in, in a way that's that's uh, clearer. Similarly, like, and even with our Christian brothers and sisters, we always ask each other to pray for yeah. each other, right? Like, yeah. I will pray for you, you will pray for me. Exactly. At the end of our episodes, we often ask our listeners to pray for us. Yeah. That's intercessory prayer as well. Yeah. We're not yeah. saints, maybe, maybe one day, but uh, that's still rooted in intercessory prayer. Totally, totally. Okay, let's get into our third round of drafting to finish this off. Um, hopefully our listeners aren't too bored or anything. Hopefully we've been, uh, you know, educational and it's been interesting to all of you. So with my first pick in the first round, the 17th pick overall, I will select, I've had the entire round to think about this, so I'm ready for this, St. Therese of Lisieux, uh, who is also considered a doctor of the church. Uh, but I think in particular what I'm interested in for her is um, she is known as the saint who, um, I guess, proclaimed what's called like the little way. Mm. Really just how do you live a saintly life? by doing really tiny, like small actions, yeah. which is particularly, uh, it speaks to me, I think, as someone who is, you know, not someone who likes to be out there always in the spotlight yeah. or a big talker or anything. We do have a couple of saints on this list that might fit that particular profile, but not for me. Um, and so I think St. Therese Lizio is a great fit for me in that respect. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I, you know, she talks about doing little things with love. Um, and I think definitely, you know, it's, it's very much uh, in line with you talking about the ordinary way that you would be the patron saint of as yeah. well. So it definitely makes a lot of sense. Next two are over to you. Oh my gosh. Um, actually, I'm going to propose a trade now. Okay. So I'm going to give you the 18th and 19th and 23rd pick. Okay. For St. Michael. St. Michael. Hmm. How about you keep the 23rd pick? But you give me so eighteen nineteen and Saints Anne and Joaquin. Uh, I will give you my twenty second pick. In addition to that, hmm. Okay. Okay. I don't. I lost track. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so you I'm will, giving you the eighteenth and nineteenth. Yep. And Saints Anne and Joaquin. You're giving me. Uh, Your 22 22nd pick. and uh, St. Michael, Michael. Okay, yeah. Okay. I'll move over my. Yes. Uh, I will change the draft order. So I have the next two picks. Great. Oh my gosh, I actually have the next uh, like five, four, yeah. one, two, three, four picks. Okay. 
So I will be making five selections in a row, one of them I have already made with St. Therese Elysia. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to get closer to Mary as well, uh, although I've just gotten Saints Anne and Joachim, so that's great. I'm happy about that. But I will take St. Elizabeth. That's what I saw when I looked yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, I figured. So St. Elizabeth, um, obviously, you know, if you're well familiar with the story, she is the one, she's the cousin of Mary, who Mary visited. Um, and that's where you get the whole story of the baby leaping in the womb. Yeah. Um, upon, upon seeing Mary. Um, and this baby leaping in the womb kind of signaled to Elizabeth the holiness of her cousin Mary. Yeah. Um, and so the line within the Hail Mary, blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. That came directly from Elizabeth, yeah. actually. So um, that that's uh, the prayer there. And so St. Elizabeth is the patron saint of expectant mothers. I know a few uh, expectant mothers in my life, actually. So um, that's that's helpful for me as well. I'm someone who is actually due seven days from now. So oh, wow. uh, St. Elizabeth, I ask for your <laughs> intercession on her behalf. Um yeah, so I will take that as my 18th pick. Moving on to the 19th overall pick, I am going to take, uh, I'm going to go with, oh, there's actually quite a few. And yeah, I quite a few. So I'm happy with this. I, I can just go for a few in a row. So I'm going to take St. Faustina. Nice. Uh, the Divine Mercy, um, although to be honest, I haven't prayed that in a while, but uh, the Divine Mercy Chaplet has always been um, close to my heart, mm -hmm. I think, just especially as someone who also went through his fair share of struggles with temptations and sin. Uh, and sin. Um, someone who obviously has to go to confession regularly, um, understanding that the mercy and grace that comes from God yeah. um, and St. Faustina being the person who kind of really brought that about, made, made it, made us all aware of the, yeah. of the true mercy that the divine mercy that comes from God. Yeah. Um, that is something that speaks to me. So that was my 19th pick. My 20th pick, I am going to go, oh, there are so many, <laughs> there are so many good ones here. Uh, I'm going to go with St. I think it's hard to pass up St. Thomas Aquinas. Oh. So to be honest, St. Thomas Aquinas, um, is a good one for me because I am not smart and he is, <laughs> uh, often on our podcast, we'll rely on, on Andrew for a bit more of the more theological, like knowledge and whatever. So, um, I could, I could do with a bit of help on that front and who, who better to rely on than St. Thomas Aquinas for that. Um, the note that Andrew put in terms of the patron that he is of, uh, literally everything school related. It's true. He's a patron of like, Professors, academics, students, teachers, like literally everything related to school. So while I am not any of those things, I am, I, I could do with the schooling help, I think. Yeah. So, so that's, that's that. Um, and he's a doctor of the church. Um, so that's another cool tidbit there. Yeah. He, uh, he wrote uh, a really famous book called the Summa Theologiae, yes. um, which is a very thick book, but in it, it captures the uh, scientific proofs of God's existence. Uh, I can't remember all of them, but things like the unmovable, the unmovable mover, the first orderer, and those things. So, um, if you're interested, go check that out. A lot of good philosophy stuff in there. A really funny, interesting story about him. So there is uh, what they said is he was so close to the Eucharist and understood that he was inspired by the Eucharist that if he was writing and he got writing block, he would literally go into the church and put his head on the tabernacle until he found inspiration. That's so cool. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah. As someone who has experienced writer's block before, I'm, I should have done that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so with my final pick in this draft, barring any trades, uh, I'm a little torn here. There's there's quite a few that I actually want to take, but uh, I'm going to go with um, the home pick again. I'm going to go with Saints Felicity and Perpetua. So Jen's sister uh, is one of these names. And then I know in... Anyway, sorry, I'm, I'm going to cut off that thought. Uh, but anyway, so... Saints Felicity and Perpetua, um, they are the patron saint of mothers. Um, and I'm going to tell the story first before I explain the other two patron patronages, I guess. Uh, so they were two young mothers uh, who were imprisoned together. Um, they had gone through a lot of persecution, and that's why sure. they, were, they were imprisoned. Um, so Felicity gave birth to a baby girl uh, while imprisoned. And then these two women, uh, they were, at, like, after, after this birth giving happened uh, <laughs> to put it the wrong way um the two women were brought into an arena okay i, I guess to continue punishing them or, or torturing them to face a wild cow like yeah just facing a wild cow or a wild bull and then they were beheaded 
So that's their story. Um, so they are the patron saint of mothers, uh, but also ranchers, given the association with the cow, and also butchers, given the association with cows and being yeah, beheaded. Yeah, interesting. So I thought I, I didn't know this story before this uh, this episode, but um, it was interesting to me. Interesting. You have the next three picks. I do, and I'm gonna round this out. Um, so I'm going to with my next pick. Uh, take Saint Paul. I can't believe he fell this far. Um, <laughs> he was a great saint, but not someone that would make sense on my team. <laughs> uh, okay, Saint Paul. Um, so Saint Paul is formerly known as Saul. So I I've taken both of the name changes. Um, the other saint one being Peter, saint, Peter. saint Peter being the other one, um, who was previously named Simon. Yes. Um, and St. Paul, so he is uh, the patron saint of missionaries and evangelists. He uh, persecuted Christians when he was Saul, so he was Roman. Um, and he was just the most committed evangelist like, you'll ever come across. Uh, he went on three incredibly difficult mission journeys. And like the, the stuff that you, you hear about in his letters is actually really, really crazy. Um, in particular, what, what comes to mind for me is... Uh, at one point when he was returning to Jerusalem, he literally wrote that he can tell that something bad is coming up for him in Jerusalem, mm. but he went anyways. Mm. And and then he was like arrested and, and, and everything happened from there. Um, and that's when he keeps writing his letters. But um, St. Paul, he went to lots of different places across um, modern day Middle East and Turkey and, and Rome, and, uh, I guess Italy and those areas and he really just set up uh, set up lots of um, communities of faith in Greece as well actually mm-hmm. um, and he just was a champion of evangelizing the faith he brought the Gentiles into the faith uh, he argued with the apostles until that happened in the council of Jerusalem um, yeah so he was just all over the place he was, I was looking at, looking him up like just everywhere on yeah, the map yeah um, and yeah so that that's that pick um, that's a good pick. You have both Saint Saint Peter and Paul. I have Saint Peter. Celebrate their feast day together. We do. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, he, and then um, who else am I going to take? Oh my goodness! I'm going to take Saint Monica. Yeah. Uh, Saint Monica is Saint Augustine's uh, mother. So I'm taking everyone Saint Augustine related. <laughs> um, so Saint Monica, she. Um, so her story, I already told a little bit of it earlier, but she uh, was a devout Christian all the way through, even though um, her husband, so St. Augustine's dad, um, was, I believe they called themselves Manichees, but again, Manichaeism, that heresy. Um, she was constantly praying for St. Augustine and for his conversion and just uh, was so devoted to the um, sainthood of her son. Mm. And I think that's what... Um, why I'm choosing St. Monica because uh, given that I no longer have the domestic church people anymore, uh, I, I do at least want uh, the patronage of St. Monica so that I can pray for a holy life for my children mm-hmm. uh, with the same level of dedication she had. That's right? great. Um, so that's where uh, St. Monica is. And then with my last pick, I'm going to take St. Eligius. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so St. Eligius is the patron saint of cattle. Um, like why? <laughs> um, and this is because, uh, I'm convinced that for the rest of my life, uh, we are going to play on this, uh, ultimate Frisbee team. Uh, our team is named a cow. Our team is named a cow. Yeah. Um, so we started this, uh, rec ultimate Frisbee team. Don't want to go too far into it, but basically it started to like spread into like a bunch of different sports. As We're now playing softball. Uh, a lot of us are, are biking now yeah. too. Um, so this is just going to be an entire sports franchise. It's going to span <laughs> generations. And We're going to so, have an actual draft with cows. With a cow, with like human cows. Anyway, we're going to have an actual draft. We should. We should do it. Yes. Um, but yes, so because of that, uh, we're going to ask for St. Allegius's, uh, pay, uh intercession for us and the cows. Okay. That's awesome. That's awesome. So let me recap the teams here uh, for our listeners. If you're watching, you can just see it on the screen. Team Andrew, uh, with a few more saints than mine. St. Peter, Pope St. Gregory the Great. St. Jude, St. Augustine, St. Michael the Archangel. St. Maximilian Kolbe, St. Drogo, St. Maria Goretti. St. John of the Cross, Pope St. John Paul II, St. Ambrose, St. Paul, St. Monica, and St. Eligius. Team Jason, St. Joseph, St. Matthew, Saints Anne and Joachim, St. Genevieve, St. Valentine, 
St. Therese of Lisieux, St. Elizabeth, St. Faustina, St. Thomas Aquinas, St. Felicity, and Perpetua. Um, yeah, so it's, it's funny because by the time, usually in sports, when you get to the bottom of the draft, into the later rounds, and then when you look at the the pool of prospects who were left undrafted, yeah. it's kind of like, oh, these are like the you know the players that are obviously not as talented, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. It's hard to go, to use the same description for you know our later picks and yeah. and for the the the, the saints that remain. Saint undrafted. John the Baptist. I mean, come on, <laughs> Saint Catherine of Siena, who's a great mystic and doctor of the church, yeah. and um, you know a lot of these, yeah, a lot of these saints that have have been left over and who. You know, we didn't even put on our board just yeah. um, just because we, we, we had to ke- keep a cap at it yeah. um, eventually. Uh, a lot of these saints are, are great saints. So, um, yeah, hope, hopefully these were good teams. I don't know. Do you think... I, I'm pretty happy with my team, although it's a shorter team. Um, I'm really happy with mine. I, I think your team is a pretty good one, too. I have three popes. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. And an angel, so... Yeah, um, but obviously, you know, our again, like like Andrew said earlier, our our goal was to make the team that made the most sense for us. Um, yeah. Hopefully, none of these are off of the board, so to speak. Um, hey, if you if you have any feedback, reach out to either one of us. Yeah, leave a comment in the comment section down below, as they say <laughs> on YouTube. Um, we we often share our, our our podcast on social media as well, yeah. so leave comments there. But yeah, just to wrap up, like I I think. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. This was a lot of fun. And, and hopefully, again, you know, saints are really important parts of our, our Catholic lives, yeah. our, our Catholic journeys, given that they are already in heaven and these are people that we want to follow, um, you know, we want to follow their footsteps. Um, hopefully you learned a little bit about these saints. You know, maybe you've uh, learned about a new saint or learned something about a saint that you didn't know before. Yeah. Um, and, and it's something that's more relatable to you now. Yeah. Uh, right. And something that you know that you can now pray for. Yeah. And, and if I can like challenge our listeners as well, one thing that I've taken out of my vocabulary and I think that all of us can is, is that line of, well, I'm not a saint. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's this idea for whatever reason, uh, in popular culture, where being a saint is being perfect. And that's, that's not the case. None of the people on this list here are perfect. That's why we took up Mary. Um, <laughs> so, you know, the point is to be holy. Like I said, to cap us off or to start us off. Um, uh, saint, the word saint comes from sanctus, comes from the word holy. So to strive for holiness is to strive for sainthood. So, uh, you know, uh, I, I heard a story of uh, someone around our age who his... Um, description on his Instagram or something uh, has the hashtag saint in training and all of us are saints nice. in training. Um, so hopefully all of us That's can take nice. this, take life that way, go one step at a time, ask for intercession of the saints that are on this list or other saints as well. If you have other favorite saints uh, and uh, we'll all, we'll all make it there eventually. Go and make your own uh, team of saints. Exactly. Actually, I actually think this is actually pretty, you know, obviously we started off as a fun exercise with yeah. this, but like, it makes sense to think of the saints that are relatable to yeah, you that yeah. you want to rely on yeah. in, in your own team. Um, yeah, so just before we wrap up, uh, this is actually our 24th episode. I don't know if you were keeping oh, wow. count, which means up. at a rate of two episodes a month, we have finished our first full year of oh, episodes. Oh, wow. Is this a season so, one kind of a thing? Kind of a season one. We, we, I mean, we don't really do seasons. This is our season one finale. More or less. <laughs> Pretty good finale, if, yeah. if that's the case. Um, but just want to quickly thank all of our listeners for, you know, sticking with us for, yeah. for this year. Um, li- you know, viewership or listenership has never been important to us, but yeah. obviously we do see the numbers. That's not a focus, but we do appreciate that you are giving, you know, anywhere from 30 to, I guess, I don't know, 75 minutes of your time uh, to watch us or to listen to us. So um, so thank you. Uh, keep praying for us. We, uh, we'll, we'll pray for you and um, find your own team of saints um, and you'll hear from us in a, in a couple of weeks. Thanks, everyone, and have a good one.